Hi, I'm Saleh and this is the Unity Podcast. Here we believe diversity makes the world beautiful. And our goal is to bring unity among different cultures and countries by sharing the real-life experiences of incredible people around the world. Thanks for choosing the Unity Podcast. In this episode, we will hear Daniela's story. She's 22 and she will tell us about her experience of studying in two different countries. Stay tuned. Hi, Daniela. How are you? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm good too. Thanks for asking. How was your day? It was a very productive day. I had a lot of things done, so I'm glad that I got a lot of things in for today. Great. Amazing. So tell us more about you, Daniela. Well, I'm 22 years old and I'm from Fort Myers, Florida. I will study um, epidemiology at Columbia University. I just recently graduated from Cornell University with a Bachelor of Science in Global and Public Health. And I'm very passionate about public health and my passion in public health resides within women's reproductive health. I'm sure you will do a perfect job in public health and what you're passionate about. So which country did you go to study abroad in? I actually study abroad in two countries. I study abroad in Chile and Tanzania. So uh, were they safe places for like solo female travelers? So Chile was definitely completely safe. I spent most of the time at the capital and I walked alone day and night in the capital. Um, I think it's actually pretty common sense that as a woman, you shouldn't be walking alone at night anywhere. But in Chile, it was definitely safe. I did not feel like I was in danger day and night i felt fine walking alone um in tanzania during the day i also felt fine walking alone i volunteered at a women's health clinic that required me to walk to the women's health clinic every day and during the day i felt completely fine and completely safe um at night it's a little bit of a different story um i will admit that i would have to walk in groups at night and some areas where i was at in tanzania was very remote areas with little to no light so definitely it probably isn't the safe place to be as a woman at night great so how did you decide that which country you want to go to study abroad in so um for both of these countries there was a class that came along with this so for my major for my um study at cornell there was some class i had to take to complete um my undergraduate degree and I graduate. So one of these courses was a uh, experiential learning opportunity and Cornell offers this domestically and internationally. And the reason why I wanted to go internationally was because I, um, I wanted to see another culture, immerse myself in another culture. And I want to see um, public health issues from a different point of view. So um, Cornell offered these classes in Tanzania, uh, Zambia and India. So I chose, Tanzania. Um, for Chile, for Santiago, Chile, that was the name of the city that I was in, they were doing um, molecular diagnostics, you know, diagnosing viruses and plants. And I found that really cool. So I'm like, I really wanted to take the class. And I was um, actually happy that I was able to take the class and that the class had a travel component. I see. That's a great choice that you made. So for some students that want to go and study abroad, uh, what do you think that they have to think about before going and studying abroad? I think what they should, one of the first thing that comes up in their head is 
how well do they know of the country? Like how much prior research do they have of the country and how much preparation they're willing to put in before traveling to that country? So in Chile, um, the language spoken in the country is Spanish and I'm fluent in Spanish. So I had no issue, um, you know, going to Chile and worrying about um, the language barrier. There wasn't a language barrier. Um, I only had to spend time just looking in Chile, Chilean culture understanding Chilean culture. And uh, other than that, like I was pretty comfortable going to Chile. Tanzania, on the other hand, the, the language they speak there is Swahili. So I needed time to prepare for Swahili and um, to prepare to learn how to speak Swahili. And then also understand the traditional values in the country. There was a lot of um, practices that I wasn't used to. So I had to research that before going to the country. So I would tell students that, you know, research the country, research their practices, their values, what language they speak. And then from there, assess if you're willing to, um, uh, if you're willing to prepare to be in the country. Amazing. So did you even get a language degree before going to any of these countries or it wasn't needed? Um, actually, it was so, yes. So for both of the courses, there was, um, uh, or for both of my time, before I went to the country, I took Spanish courses, not Spanish courses, language courses. So when I went to Chile, I took a Spanish course and we basically were learning scientific terms in Spanish because we were going to be in a scientific setting. In Tanzania, um, there I, I took a Swahili course and we basically learned the basics of Swahili, like introducing yourself, greeting others, how to order um, or how to buy food and how to bargain your your um uh your purchase so um yeah there was definitely a language course that that i've taken before going to the country i see so what are the advantages of studying abroad because you have the experience of studying in two countries so what do you think are some of the advantages of studying abroad for students yeah i think one of the advantages is being in another culture you know eat the food is so good the food in tanzania is good the food in chile is good meeting new people from um different backgrounds uh you know you get to meet people who have a different religion than you different practices um you know they're able to help you out with the language they tell you about the country the history of the country or the history of the town that you are in and they're usually really friendly um also uh I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but like the souvenirs, like the souvenirs in other countries are very unique and like they're really cool to just get, you know, for yourself or for others. Um, sightseeing, there's so many things, so many nice things to see within these countries. I know in Tanzania, there's Mount Kilimanjaro, which actually crosses Tanzania and Kenya. And that's the highest mountain in the entire continent of Africa. Um, so like where I was at, I was able to see the mountain is just such a breathtaking view from where I stood with my homestay family. And then in Chile, the um, uh, the Andes mountains, which I think span most of South America, uh, actually uh, goes into the capital of the city. You can see a bit of the Andes mountain, which is also breathtaking. Um, yeah, just learning, um, learning, you know, being immersing yourself into the culture. And then that also helps your, um, your point of view, how you view the world, because, you know, if you grow up in the United States, you kind of have a certain viewpoint, but going to other countries definitely widens your point of view. Wow, exactly. So 
students need to step out of their comfort zone, go study abroad. As Daniel, Daniela said, you can experience many amazing things when you go there. And yeah, you cannot experience any of these things, as you said, unless we step out of our comfort zone. So that's very important. So Daniela, what are the disadvantages of studying abroad? Um, so I think one of the main disadvantages is cost. So sometimes the country, things in the country can be really cheap. So in Tanzania, things were really cheap. The food was cheap, the clothes were cheap. Um, so that wasn't a main issue, but a main issue was, you know, flying to the country, flying to a whole nother continent was pretty, was pretty expensive. And if you're staying with a homestay family, you probably don't have to worry too much about cost. But you plan on living in an apartment or in a hotel, the um, the money starts to add up. Um, and it all, it's all dependent on the country. So Tanzania, things were really cheap. In Chile, things were, I feel like, about the same price as um, the United States. But costs can start to add up. And obviously, without a working visa in most countries, you're not allowed to work within the country if you're not a citizen in the country. Um, so if you don't have a place in it, um, a, a continuous source of income, it can be a little bit difficult. Um, I think also another disadvantage is if you feel strongly about your practices or you feel very comfortable about your values that you have within your own country, within your home country, adjusting to the values and practices of another country can be very difficult. So in the United States, um, uh, gay marriage is legal. Abortion is legal in many states. Um, but in Tanzania, you know, abortion is not legal. Being gay is illegal. So um, it might be difficult for someone who identifies as the LGBTQ community to go to these countries where it's not really a safe space for them. Um, and then also in Tanzania, it's very common for women to be seen as submissive and men to be seen as more dominant and um it's highly normalized for men to have multiple wives while here in the united states is you can't you can only legally marry one person you can't have more multiple spouses nothing like that so um just getting used to the values and you know adjusting to them um might be a disadvantage if someone is not comfortable with that good point thank you for saying and sharing your experience so uh, what do you think uh, that are the qualifications that the students need to study abroad? Um, it can vary. So when I went to um, Chile, there wasn't really any qualifications besides being a Cornell student um, and just paying the, um, the fees. Uh, but in Tanzania, there was a um, requirement. There was a GPA requirement. You had to submit an essay, um, explain your interest in the program. Um, there was, uh, there was a class that you had to take, um, before, before going abroad and you need recommendation letters too. So my trip to Tanzania was a little bit, or my application to Tanzania was a little bit more complicated. A little, they required more qualifications than my trip to Chile. So were you curious before going, uh, there and studying there, uh, and what were you most curious about? Um, I think I was really, and for Tanzania, I was really curious about the people there. Um, so there's like shows, National Geographic, um, 
channels or uh, whatever that would depict African people a certain way. And um, I just wanted to see like the way that they depict African people. Is it actually accurate? When it came to me going to Tanzania, I just wanted to see if that was actually true. I wanted to see everything from my uh, with my own eyes. Um, so that was that was sparked my curiosity for Chile. Um, I just really wanted to go to another country. Um, when I went to Chile, Chile was the first country that I went abroad in. And I, before then, I would visit Honduras, but I wouldn't visit Honduras for a broad trip. I'll visit Honduras for vacation or for missionary work. It wouldn't be school related, nothing like that. So I really wanted to go to another country just in general. And the opportunity for me to go to Chile was on the table and I decided to take it. So among the thoughts which you had before going there in Chile and uh, Tanzania, did any of your thoughts change after leaving there? Um, so I think my thoughts changed in Tanzania. Um, so I was in Tanzania for eight weeks and, uh, I was really excited to go to Tanzania and I was so excited when I arrived there. Um, but around the sixth, seventh week, I was feeling homesick and I was ready to go home. Um, and don't get me wrong. I love Tanzania. I'm just not used to being away from home for so long. So I definitely was ready to go home and my thoughts um, did change um, at the end of my time at Tanzania. For Chile, I was actually only in Chile for two weeks and um, I felt like two weeks wasn't enough. Like I was so sad to leave Chile when uh, my study abroad came to an end. And uh, one more question. What was the frequent used transport in Tanzania and Chile? Um, so in Chile, I feel like everything was in a walkable distance. Um, I barely used any form of transport, but if I did, it would have been a taxi or an Uber. Um, in Tanzania, uh, Ubers don't, well, where I was in Tanzania, Uber didn't really exist. Um, so what we did, we the, the form of transportation was either a little mini bus that they called Dala Dala, or it was like a little mini it's like a mix of a motorcycle it's like a little mini car that has like three wheels and it looks kind of like a motorcycle but like people can sit in the back i really don't know what it's called in english but in swahili is called bajaji um so uh that's a form of transportation that's a form of transportation that i took i think i went on a little bus and then that little that little um motorcycle car looking type of thing okay and how did you get used to the currency differences? Okay, so that was that was a, a challenge. And it was a challenge during my time in Chile and it was a challenge during my time in Tanzania because, you know, everything will be in uh, Chilean pesos or Tanzanian shillings. That's what the currency is called. And the conversion isn't easy. So luckily I had a, a currency conversion app on my phone. So everything that's in Tanzanian shillings or Chilean pesos, I can just punch into my phone and then it'll spill out in US dollars. And then from there I can assess like, oh, if this is expensive and this is cheap or if this is the right price. Um, so it was a lot and I felt like I never really uh, mastered the currency conversion. Like I can tell when things are expensive or cheap in US dollars, but unfortunately I cannot tell if things are expensive or cheap in Chilean pesos or Tanzanian shillings. Thank you, Daniela. Hey there, hope you enjoyed this episode. 
Studying and living abroad can definitely be challenging for most of us. It comes with many pros and cons. If you would like to hear the second part of my interview with Daniela, make sure you follow us on our Instagram and of course on our podcast channels. Take care and have a nice day.